Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. It's a great Friday, a day above ground. Zubin, come <laughs> on, right. baby. Let's go. That's right. You're up. Hashtag be better, right? Let's go. Be positive. If you're a Jet fan, it might be hard to find a couple positive traits. We'll talk to our resident Jet fan, Mike Greenberg, here in just one second. Key bottom line in the NFL, they often say if you're struggling as a young quarterback, don't know where to go, just check it down. But you have said essentially the Jets, in some ways, have checked out. Yeah, you, you, you can't check it down when you're dropping back and, and you look it downfield and all of a sudden somebody's hitting you in the back of your head. Now all of a sudden you, you, you're just kind of scrambling. But you got things like players, you know, 11 penalties, 118 yards, undisciplined. Uh, I, I want to say it was like three or four personal foul penalties. It's just – it's not good things right now. And, 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 and it's, it's – you're laughing, but it's – I know it's not. It's coming out of the, it's coming out of the building, right? It's – the top down and your leadership. If you, if you're not believing in your leadership, which is the head coach, Mm -hmm. then you're probably not going to get very many wins this season. Look, misery loves company. I'm a Giants fan. I know this. (laughs) I, I, I I can't imagine jet fans this morning waking up and the headline in newspapers is Brett Ripon looks incredible last night in a win over the jets. But even though, even though the giants are over, Oh, I feel like I'm in a lot better of a position than the they Jets. They don't look dysfunctional. I agree with you. I agree with like, you. Like, Joe Judge is I'm not d- talking about his contract and how much money he has, right? It's not it, – they're not dysfunctional. I'm just saying a guy who didn't find out that he was going to be the starting QB for an injury-plagued team until Monday comes mm-hmm. out. That's right. And he throws for three interceptions, one pick six, and they win the game. They win the game. And they don't have – how many players on the team between Drew Locke, Cortland Sutton, Von Miller, KJ Hamler, Von Miller? I mean, they missing a Phillip lot of guys. Lindsay, they missing a lot of guys. That's a game the Jets should have won. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Just envisioning the way Jet fans waking up today, seeing that headline, has to make you sick to your stomach. Well, they were sick before they went to bed. Just <laughs> ask Greeny. Yeah. No. That's no doubt. For more on the fiasco in Florham Park, let's bring in our resident Jet fan, Mike Greenberg. Of course, you can see him on Get Up coming up at 8 a.m. Eastern here on ESPN. His radio show, Greeny, at noon Eastern on many of these ESPN radio affiliates with an all-time great guest. We'll have more on that. Hang tight for who Mike's got coming up on his radio show in just a minute. We'll unveil that. But first, Mike, thanks for being here. The Jets desperately need to get into the zone. Get in the zone. Brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Take your broadcaster hat off. Put your fan hat on. Put your fireman Ed Helmet on. Was there anything from last night's game? Repeat anything that gives you hope moving forward. No, of course not. Uh, And I would say to Jay Williams that as a Giant fan, you really need to set a higher bar. The idea that you're not feeling quite as bad as the Jet fans today. The Giants are a proud organization. You really need to set the bar a little higher than comparing yourself to the terrible Jets. Here is what I would say, and I've been enjoying listening to the conversation so far. I'm old enough to remember a Jets team that had a really good rookie wide receiver by the name of Keyshawn Johnson that went 1-15. in And then they went out and they found the right guy. They found the right guy to run the organization. And the following year, they were in the playoff chase until the last game of the season. And the year after that, they were in the AFC Championship game. So every team in the NFL is one guy away from having a chance to do it. The Jets obviously have the wrong guy. Whether you fire Adam Gase today or in two weeks or in eight weeks or after the season really doesn't make any difference. This season is irrelevant from this point forward anyway. The question is, who will be the next person to lead the Jets organization? They haven't found the right person in a very long time. You know, I was, I was going to dive into a little of that with you, Mike. Do you think, because when I was 
part of that team that went 1-15, we kind of heard there was whispers that there was a guy that coached in New York before that could potentially be coming to us. But this was like in the middle of the season. Do you think that the Jets and Joe Douglas, even if they keep him on, already kind of have identified a couple people that they can get at at the end of the year? I hope so. I, you know, I mean, I think that that's their job. Their job is to have that list ready, I would assume, at all times. And listen, Adam Gase is just a terrible coach. There's no other way to describe it. Watch the Jets play football. You can't miss it. All of the signs, all the things we say about well-coached teams, they're disciplined, they don't beat themselves, they don't make mistakes, they don't commit stupid penalties, they don't turn the ball over. The Jets do all of those things. So if those are the signs of a well-coached team, then the Jets have all the signs of a terribly coached team. (laughs) Adam Gase is a terrible coach. So yes, I, I know for... I don't know this for certain. I'm not a reporter. I'm just a fan and an observer. But I have no doubt that both Christopher Johnson and Joe Douglas know that someone else is going to be the head coach of the Jets next season, and I would assume they're already working on who that is. The more interesting question to me is who is the Jets' quarterback going to be at the beginning of next season? For everyone across America who may have seen Sam Darnold last night for the first time, you see why a lot of us who are Jet fans have not given up hope in him. He obviously has extraordinary talent. That run was spectacular. The arm talent is clear. He has regressed as a decision maker, and that is the biggest indictment of Gase by far. But the real question will be, if the Jets do wind up something like 1-15, which I think is possible, do they move on from Darnold and start over with a new quarterback, whether it's Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, and something like that? And the answer to that, I think, will be figured out as this season goes on. Greeny, if you were a top-tier head coach, would you want to come to the Jets considered the way they've been mismanaged? No. uh, Honestly, I would not because the Jets continuously get it wrong. They separated the Jets. And we're going to get into the weeds here for stuff that people who aren't fans of the team may not really care about. But they separated the coach and the general manager a long time ago. And once you do that, you now eliminate the possibility of bringing in the coach who wants total control, who wants to be the person in charge. So let's just say for the sake of argument, someone is going to lure Dabo Sweeney to the NFL, which you keep hearing whispers eventually he's going to come. Dabo Sweeney is going to go someplace where he's in charge. Well, the Jets have already given a six-year contract to Joe Douglas to be the general manager. So whoever it is that comes in is going to have to be someone who wants to work with him. So in the same way that they got it wrong with John Idzik and Mike McCagnan and, and Adam Gase and Todd Bowles, they now are just continuing on this hamster wheel. So no, not only if I were a coach with options, would I not want to be the coach of the Jets, but in all honesty, if I were Trevor Lawrence and the Jets had the first pick in the draft, you would have to think long and hard about staying at Clemson another year. I believe Peyton Manning did that. I will always believe Peyton Manning might have come out of Tennessee a year earlier if the Jets didn't have the first pick in the draft that year. And if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I would have to think long and hard about that because the Jets are a train wreck and there isn't any obvious reason to think it's getting better soon. Let me pour some cold water on you to simmer you down a little bit, Greeny. I know you experienced a whirlwind of emotions. Let me bring you to the Laker comment you made the other day. Yeah. I, you said that the Lakers have a chance to start a dynasty. Uh, how many years? Like, how many years would they need to win championships in order for that to be considered a dynasty? Yeah, uh, my definition of a dynasty is is the way the Supreme Court wants to find pornography. I, I know it when I see it. 
So a dynasty means they're the best team in the NBA or in any sport over a period of time. I actually think I use the phrase mini-dynasty for exactly the reason, Jay, I think you're alluding to. They will be a dynasty as long as LeBron remains at or near his peak. I believe that LeBron will get incrementally worse. Look, he's 35 years old. It happens. So he will get incrementally worse as the years go on. But I believe Anthony Davis can get incrementally better. I also think this is a team that the ring chasers are going to want to come play for. And remember, they're doing this in the bubble without one of their, not their best players, but an important player in Avery Bradley. So I think that the the Lakers figure to be, with LeBron and Anthony Davis, the favorite going into each of the next two seasons at least. So if they win three championships in a four-year stretch, which I think is a very real possibility, then that feels like a dynasty to me, or at least close to it. Mike, is there any duo in the NBA that could top LeBron and AD next year? No, I mean, not as a duo. There's no obvious reason to think there is one. Look, there are a lot of great twosomes in the NBA, and you can sort of mix and match who you think would be the top two in Golden State, but let's just use for the sake of argument Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. Then you look at, obviously, what they have with the Clippers and Paul George and Kawhi. Uh, Brooklyn will have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, but would, and, and, and there are others. Dallas, they have the two great young players in Luka and Porzingis. But, Jay Will, would you trade any of those two for Le- LeBron James and Anthony Davis in the short run? Uh, Clearly not. When the Lakers walk on the floor, they have two of the three best players in every game they play, and almost every game they have the two best players. So I think they're the best. They are the favorite to win the championship at minimum each of the next two seasons after this, and depending on LeBron, maybe even longer than that. More NBA chatter coming on the way with Woj here at 745. I want to quickly mention that on Greeny's show today at noon Eastern on many of these ESPN radio affiliates or on your app, Vin Scully, 92 years young, began his broadcasting career in 1949. Wow. Key has listened to that amazing voice for decades in Los Angeles. He's selling off a ton of memorabilia, four World Series rings, six letters from U.S. presidents he's received. So Greeny will be digging in with him coming up at 1.30 p.m. Eastern time with the legendary voice of the Major League Baseball playoffs for so many years. Call that great Kirk Gibson shot in 88. As Key's smiling, remembering that last Dodger World Series championship. So Vin Scully going down memory lane with Greeny at 1.30 p.m. Eastern today. But before that, you can see Mike in about 50 minutes on Get Up on ESPN. Mike, really appreciate the time this morning. Have a great show and weekend. All right, guys. Thanks. Right. Thanks, Greeny. That's Mike Greenberg stopping by weekly, always adding to the program. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Again, more NBA chatter, the best NBA insider, hands down. Woj will join us. He'll be on Get Up as well to take a sort of inside KD, Kyrie, LeBron, Doc Rivers, the whole thing. He and every guest appear on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Still to come are four downs. It's a football Friday. Baker, the boys, Brady, and three teams desperate for their first win of the season. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. 
by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Four downs brought to you by Geico. Geico now offering an extra 15% on car, motorcycle, and RV policies. Visit geico.com for more. Let's get it going. First down, Browns at Cowboys. Well, you look at this football game, Z. Here's the Browns coming in 2-1 and one for the first time since 2014 in Week 15. This is an interesting matchup. I think a lot of people are looking at the Browns and saying they should go into Texas Stadium and Jerry's World and lose. But here's what I would say. This team has gotten it turned around since Week 1 against the Baltimore Ravens. The Cowboys, they've got to get to 2-2. Two and two. They can't afford to lose to the Browns. Dak Prescott has been looking like a $40 million quarterback. They've got to get that defense going. They've got to get that secondary figured out because Baker Mayfield, Landry, along with OBJ, will go in there and torch them. Well, just winning the games you're supposed to win doesn't mean that you're necessarily turning it around, especially when you beat the Bengals and you beat the Washington football team. <laughs> Let's put that into perspective for one second. The Browns won both games. They scored 30 points in both games back-to-back. They haven't scored 30 in three straight games since 1968. Wow. Uh, 1968. Wow. Uh, I think Dallas has too many weapons for the Cleveland Browns. Second down. Chargers at Buccaneers. This one here, Z, is an interesting one, too. Again, you got a young quarterback in Justin Herbert. He'll be the 123rd quarterback to face Tom Brady in Brady's career. Going up against Todd Bowles and that defense, which I love in Tampa Bay. They're only going to continue to get better on the defensive side of the ball. The Bucs are 2-1. and one. They have an opportunity now to get to 3-1. and one. I like what the Chargers present on the defensive side, but there's a lot of toys to play with for Tom Brady in Baltimore. I mean, in uh, Tampa Bay, if you look at it. Here's the opportunity for them to take control of that division, get this win, and people will start to look at Tampa Bay as the favorite in the NFC. Yep, I saw what the Chargers did to the Kansas City Chiefs. I saw what they did to Patrick Mahomes, forcing him to get out of the pocket. A lot of um, a lot of tackles on him. I, I would say though, with all the weapons that Tampa Bay has, I, I think Tampa Bay wins this one pretty easily. Third down, Vikings at Texans. Now, this is a battle of the Ophers, right? You got the Texans 0-3. You got the Vikings at 0-3. <laughs> yep. This is the worst start under Mike Zimmer. They haven't started this this bad since 2011 when they were 0-4. I picked Minnesota to win the damn division at the beginning of the season. doesn't look like they're even going to finish in third place, let alone win the division. So, one thing for sure, 
is that Bill O'Brien has to figure out what this offense is going to be like for his young quarterback. He traded away DeAndre Hopkins, and Deshaun, quite frankly, has not looked like the quarterback of old because DeAndre is not part of the offense. With that being said, with the, with Deshaun Watson not looking like his old self, I, I go with the Vikings in this one. Just thinking, I, I don't think the Vikings, their defense has been the issue. It hasn't been their offense. The offense has put up some points. So I think the Vikings actually squeak this one out. Fourth down, Patriots and Chiefs. This is probably the best game of the weekend, I'm yes. for sure. This is the Sunday matchup. You got Cam Newton trying to show everybody why the Patriots are 2-1, and one, trying to get to 3-1. and one. They've done it a lot of different ways, whether it's rushing the ball with the quarterback, whether it's him trying to win the game in the end against Seattle, or whether it's beating down the Raiders in the rush game last week. But here's what I would say. When you got Patrick Mahomes, I don't want to say Pat because I don't need his mom getting mad at me. Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, that quarterback with all the toys that he has, nobody's been able to slow them down. The FPI chance to win this football game has Kansas City at 71 and 29% for the New England Patriots. So what does that tell you? Wow, 71%. Are you, are you, are you, is that that easy for you? I, I, I don't look at it like that. I don't care what FPI says. I think New England goes into Kansas uh, City yeah. and they duke it out. I so, don't think... I don't think that they're going to go in there and Bill Belichick is going to allow them to just do what they do. You take two people away, you take Kelsey away, you take Hill away, and then you make those other guys beat you. And if those other guys beat you, oh, well, you look at what they did, the Raiders. They took Waller away. I think he had two or three catches, and they said, you you, you go away. And they went out there and they dominated in the run game. FPI, football power index, our metrics are saying 71%. That's cool. I get it. FPI's with us. I got it. But at the end, I, I see it with my eyes, not a computer. What do you see? I, I, I don't I, I don't know. I, I just Everything that Bill Belichick has proven to me over the course of time, you give that man time to prepare, even though they have all those weapons, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be more of a duel. Bonus death. Eagles at 49ers. Yeah. Right? I mean, this is, this is the battle of the beat-ups. The Eagles have struggled on the offensive line. Carson Wentz has been dismal at best. I think when you look at him, he could be, you know, one of those guys that you say to yourself, he can get hot. His receiving core has been banged up. The Jalen Rigger's not there, the number one pick. They got some other guys that seem to kind of click with him at times. And then when you look at San Francisco, I don't know what they're rolling out. Is Jimmy G going to play? Is Jimmy G not going to play? They're going on the road, which is a long trip. They're, they're without Bosa on the defensive line. They're without Richard Sherman in the secondary, but they still took care of business against the Giants. So maybe they take care of business against the Eagles. That wasn't to take a shot at you. No, it's I'm okay. just saying. It's understood. Because I know you, you I'm get used a little, to taking your you shots get a little salty and get I get off, sensitive. Get them flaring, them nostrils get flared yeah, up. You get all mad. I get Keyshawn Johnson sensitive when you say things like that. That's okay. <laughs> I will say this, George Kittle coming back for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, look, they beat my team last week, the 39ers. I called them last week. <laughs> I, I think that you start having the egos. Look, management, things of that sort are not as bad as the Jets. Uh, but you start talking about the Eagles like that if they get beat up by the 49ers again this year. We should mention the 49ers are missing 10 guys, so I guess they are technically, I guess they are the 39ers. They are banged up that badly. It's almost like a situation you see with the Broncos beating the Jets. We could watch that happen again with the 49ers, you know, beating the same the Eagles. No doubt. And key, by the way, for the college football fans, if you're thinking about Colorado and Missouri, yes, we did have a fifth down there. The Eagles and the 49ers were the fifth down. If you're old enough, do you guys remember the fifth down? Do you guys yeah. remember that real quick? Oh, yeah. No, I did. For those two young, yeah. Colorado in and Missouri. Missouri. It was in Missouri. Yeah. They played a game 30 years ago, Jay. 
And uh, Colorado, it was 1990. 30 years ago. 30 years ago. Just a quick little story. You guys will love this for people that are too young. Key was like 45. (laughs) According to Michael. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm joking, joking, Key. Why are you getting all sensitive? You're like five years younger than me, dude. Stop. I'm not five years younger than you. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because you was at the gate at the Meadowlands asking for I wasn't born when you were playing at the Jets. I'm the numbers guy. I believe the uh, the number is nine. (laughs) Nine years between you two guys. I will say this. Just real quick for those. way way younger. But go ahead. Uh, He can't help himself. (laughs) This is what happens every day. 1990, 30 years ago, Colorado's playing Missouri in an inexplicable, one of the craziest things in the history of college football. The officials lost the downs. They didn't remember how many downs there were, and they accidentally gave Colorado a fifth down. They converted, won the game, and here's the kicker. Colorado split the national championship that oh. year. Yeah, that was Eric B- that, that was the Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. That's right. right? Yeah, Darren Hagan B- and Bieniemy and those guys. Hagan was a great quarterback. Bieniemy was the running back, one of the greatest in school history. Now Bieniemy, of course, is right at the center of the coaching carousel, trying to get that the opportunity. The new Jets head coach, <laughs> maybe. Right? He's not going to have Patrick Mahomes. That's for sure. I mean, how much would Wherever you have to pay Eric to come there? <laughs> He might have better options, right? If you're no, waiting this long and you haven't gotten the chance, wait think. for a better like, option. What, what, what amount of money would it take for you, knowing the situation, knowing the history See, I'm of not, the Jets I'm organization? See, I'm, like, I'm not like Greeny. Greeny said, you know, guys now want to have their own general manager and they want to run the organization all that. I get it, but I like Joe Douglas. I like Joe Douglas. He's had one year at doing one draft. The guy – his boxes, his U-Haul boxes are still in his garage unpacked because he got off the he got out of his car and went right to work. He hasn't had time. So I like him. And if I'm the enemy, then I, I I like the young quarterback. I got something to work with and just build around it. I would take the job. I totally would. Just imagine if he won in New York, though. Oh, I understand. Right? That's why I asked you how much money would it take. It's whatever. I mean, I can't negotiate for him. Whatever they decide to give him. I just think, look, he has a lot of leverage. It would take a lot of money. See, you looking at the Jets organization as sour. No, no, it's, no, no, it, no, 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 I'm not. I'm just looking at the leverage that Eric B. would have, right? Well, yeah, because like, he'll be – there's some teams that are out there. I mean, like, I know we got to get ready to move along, but am I, do I really want to coach in Detroit if that's available? Oh, no, you don't, like but you I, use it as leverage, right? You, you yeah, understand, you could. You understand the money that the Jets have. You what use else it as would leverage. be available? I have to think. We'll have to wait and see. Certainly, yeah. you know, if Jacksonville continues to go in the wrong I'm direction. Not, I'm barely cool. Held on. I'm going to New York. I'm not right. going to Jacksonville. <laughs> right. Well, we'll see what ends up happening. There are some teams, obviously, that are struggling at the moment for sure. We should quickly mention, Key mentioned that uh, Greeny had his thoughts. Mike joined us this morning. And uh, you can check out Mike this morning at noon Eastern on many of these ESPN radio affiliates where Vince Scully will join him at 1.30 Eastern, the morning after the Dodgers move on, 92-year-old she Vince Scully. is gone. <laughs> and for those that aren't familiar with Joe Douglas, he's the Jets general manager. And remember, he made his hay with the Philadelphia Eagles in college scouting. So if the Jets have a personnel issue and they don't have the bodies and the talent they need, that's exactly what Joe Douglas was able to do to Philadelphia. So with a different shade of green, let's see if he can make it happen in New Jersey. Friday, making it happen, making you some money. Our gambling expert, Joe Fortenbaugh, is going to join us a little bit later this morning. So get in right now on the phone, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You got an over-under? You got a minus 110, a plus 110? You got a spread? You got a parlay? You got a teaser? It could be as simple or as complicated as you want. He is our expert. He's the host of Daily Wager. Right there in Las Vegas at the center of it all, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 to get on the line and get your spot reserved with Joe Fortenball. We will talk more NFL with one of the league's best insiders in just one minute. But first, SportsCenter.
to Melvin Gordon breaks the tackle, and here he gets a block from Brett Rippon down the sideline. 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Denver! How about that? Melvin Gordon ran right into a stone wall. The Jets converged, and Gordon just bounced outside, got a block from quarterback Brett Rippon. It is a touchdown run for Gordon of 43 yards. That's Colorado legend Dave Logan on 850 KOA, the voice of the Mountain West. Nothing legendary between these 0-3 teams last night, but the Broncos got off the schneid. Jets 0-4 in back-to-back seasons for the first time ever. Darnell sacked a half dozen times. You heard Logan say Brett Rippon spent all of last season and most of this one on the practice squad. He's the nephew of Super Bowl 26 MVP Mark Rippon, and he challenged and he channeled him a little bit last night. Looking really good. We will speak to Diana Rossini about what's going on inside that organization and the real big story in the NFL with COVID that she's been all over. That's coming up in just one minute. Plenty of NFL chatter on this football Friday. little baseball chatter for you. Key's happy about this. Clayton Kershaw, who has been a little inconsistent in October considering he's the best southpaw of his generation. Dodgers became the third MLB team to advance to the division series on Thursday. They take care of the Brewers. Swept him in the best of three. No surprise. The Brew Crew, as Key's watching Clayton just deal, the Brew Crew got in with the losing record. A's won over the White Sox. They'll get the Astros next. The Braves, believe it or not, for all their postseason success, yesterday they won their first postseason series in 19 years. And in the wildest game of the day, the Padres down 6-2 in the sixth. Then they started unloading. They win 11-9. Third and deciding game at the Redbirds, 7.08 p.m. Eastern today. Keep in mind, San Diego is completely depleted in their pitching core, but their bats obviously seemingly are working to the tune of 11 runs and will be working. Jay will be working on Countdown tonight. Half hour setting you up for the Heat and Lakers game two on ABC of the 2020 finals. Every single game available on ESPN Radio as well. Our coverage begins at 9 Eastern. The Heat waiting to see whether they'll have Goran Dragic. He's got a foot issue. Bam out of bio right now has got himself multiple injuries and Jimmy Butler rolled his ankle. He was seen on the off day walking around with a little tape on that ankle. And Sports Center is brought to you by Pennzoil. Crude oil is crude. Natural gas is pure. That's why Pennzoil's base oil is made from natural gas, not crude. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. NFL Talk with Diana Rossini is here. I haven't been on your show since you guys launched. Guys, congratulations to all three of you. You guys are off to, to a, a fantastic start. Uh, Zubin, I've worked with you for years now. You are one of the best sports broadcasters on this planet. Look at him. He's Keyshawn making it all yeah, look at him. blushing. So what about Jadavia and Clowney? At least accept the compliment. <laughs> Say thank you. Thank you, Diane. I really appreciate it. You're going to match that sweater in a minute. Go so for it. Go for it. I was running a little late this morning. Too bad I didn't shave for Diane to make myself oh, look more no. presentable. Oh, I got that. Man, God. darn it. Right. Right. Man. The scruffy look is in these days. You're it's good. Five o'clock you know, shadow like at 732. Yeah, I figured, though. I thought you were getting ready to audition for a part in a movie with the scruffy beard, you know? <laughs> Get my SAG card. I can only play the role of an extra. Let's bring in the great Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter. Di, we'll start on a serious tip because the second this Titan situation happened with the outbreak, you were all over it. Just minutes after it happened, we're on ESPN radio and on ESPN all day long. You'll be covering the Pats at the Chiefs on Sunday. You're going to sit down with Bruce Arians on Sunday NFL countdown. You got a lot going on, and uh, that's why you're as plugged in as anybody. So get us plugged in on the latest on what's going on here with the Titan Steelers rescheduling and how Tennessee is handling everything. At the very very second here 
Yeah, right now at this point, the Tennessee Titans are not allowed back into the facility at the earliest Monday. So we now know that that game against the Steelers has been postponed. So the team is now preparing to get ready for the Buffalo Bills. And th- their attitude zoom in this entire time has sort of been very similar to the way Mike Tomlin has described it for the Steelers, which is we've all sort of been ready here for a situation like this. We can't get caught up in the fact that we're not going to have that normalcy. We know so many of these guys are creatures of habit, but they're willing to adjust and figure out how to make this work. So for now, the Titans, because they can't be at the facility, because they can't practice, everything is being done virtually. Head coach Mike Vrabel talked about it yesterday, and his entire mindset is, A, we're concerned about our health and safety first. That has to be the most important thing. But for us as football players, being competitors, getting ready and preparing, we can't have this stand in the way. We can't have this be a disadvantage that when we come out the following Sunday or at least next Sunday against the Bills, we're flat because this worked against us. So I I do think just from covering the Titans the last few seasons, they're built to overcome a lot of different challenges. In fact, I I think they enjoy this. I think they want people to doubt them, knowing that they're probably not going to have the same competitive advantage that, let's say, the Bills do, who've been together, who are allowed in their facility, who are practicing. But for right now, the priority at that facility is really to make sure they're safe, they're healthy, and they're just going to sit and wait and hope that the tests that come back over the next few days continue to be negative. They obviously don't want any more positive COVID tests because that's going to put them behind the eight ball once again. Diana, you're going to be headed to Kansas City to, to cover the uh, Chiefs and the Pats games for us on ESPN. What do you see New England going in there into to Arrowhead without Tom Brady for the first time? Insert Cam Newton. Well, I talked to some players on the Chiefs on the defensive side of the ball, talked about that specific comparison. How do you prepare for a game with Cam Newton versus a Tom Brady? And, you know, they always point to Tom Brady's mental side of the game, how he was so good at the chess match out on offense against them. But in terms of what they're preparing for for Cam Newton, it's that mobility. It's the run game. You know, fortunately for the Chiefs, they've practiced or at least, excuse me, played against two very mobile quarterbacks over the last three weeks. So from a practice standpoint, they're actually just going through with sort of what they did when they were preparing for the Baltimore Ravens. But they know this is a kind of game that Cam Newton could be the main feature of this offense that he's going to be because he has that ability to run. Yes, he has proved that his pass game's good, but they know how dangerous he can be. And you you saw last week what the Patriots did against the Ravens run game. We saw what they did against Lamar Jackson, which is they held him and they kept him outside the numbers. He wasn't able to do much. So you're going to see a very, very similar game plan from the New England Patriots this week against a very mobile Cam Newton. Dinah, you ever sit down with Bruce Arians this week uh, for NFL Sunday or in the NFL uh, Sunday NFL countdown? Excuse me. Um, he's coached so many great QBs in his mind. What makes Tom Brady different? All right. So when you talk to Bruce Arians, he has zero ability to have a filter about <laughs> anything, which is why I love interviewing him, because I never have to say, Coach, be honest with me, because he's just going to be honest. He's just going to tell me how it is always. So we know he's coach Andrew Luck, Carson Palmer, Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning. And, you know, he he went into all the different reasons why those quarterbacks were great, are great. Um, But when he talks about Tom Brady, 
it, he always goes back to the competitive edge, which when you think about those other quarterbacks I just listed, including Ben Roethlisberger, those are a bunch of quarterbacks that I would say are pr- pretty darn competitive. But the fact that Tom Brady is still the most elite one of all of them, the one that is the most competitive mentally, uh, just goes to tell you what Brady is like. And, you know, guys, I thought it was really interesting. I asked him, based on all the quarterbacks that you've been around in the last 20 years, right, Peyton, Andrew, uh, Carson, Ben, can you make me a quarterback that would be the greatest of all time using all these guys, including Tom Brady? Uh, a characteristic from each of them. And he answers the question. He goes, Andrew Luck. And I said, no, 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 no. I want you to build one. He goes, no, no, no. I built one. His name's Andrew Luck. So he says the greatest one of all of these guys is him, which I thought was, was, was really interesting and probably one of my biggest takeaways from sitting with him. That is fascinating. I can't wait to see this interview on Sunday because just one quick note on Bruce Arians that you well know, of course, as a well-versed insider, but one thing I'm really looking forward to, Arians didn't get a head coaching job in the NFL despite having all those QBs Diana mentioned until he was 60. So when dudes are ready to retire and go into the rocking chair, he gets his first chance. And I don't think there's any coincidence, fellas. That's why the Bucks have one of the most diverse coaching staffs in the league. Look at their coaching staff. A lot of African-Americans got a woman on the staff so when you've waited that long to get your opportunity you are ready to give other people an opportunity and I think that's one of the greatest things about Bruce Arians I cannot wait to see this interview on Sunday Di thank you so much for joining us safe travels this weekend well put Zubin thanks so much I'll see you guys soon Absolutely. She's one of the best in the NFL, no doubt, Diana Rossini. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Still to come, is Glenn just what the doc ordered in Philly? How did this all come together in three days and what coaching vacancy will be filled next? The NBA's best insider, Woj, is here with that. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Subin, the podcast. We're going to talk gambling at 8, 10 a.m. Any questions about anything? Key rolling some figurative dice here in the studio. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 to talk to Joe Fortenbaugh, ESPN gambling analyst. That's at 8, 10 if you want to make you like, a little bit of money. You like to roll the dice, Key? I mean, if let me, I if, let me find if, out. if 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 I was to go to a casino like a Vegas and I would play blackjack and okay. I would roll the dice, yeah. I'm not into the, the right. stuff That's, that you into. With the, what are you talking about? What do you mean stuff that I'm? <laughs> I was gonna take you to the corner real quick. Never mind. All right, no, that's. <laughs> 
I don't do the cheating stuff, locking it's nice, the dice not and laying it stuff. down. It's called fade. It's called fading. Come on, man. Locking the dice. I know what he he locks the dice and he throws one and you chase it. He lays the other one down. The numbers. I know that trick. Let's lock it in with Zillow. Okay, never mind. I'm done. ESPN senior NBA insider. He joins us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Pennzoil synthetic motor oil is made from natural gas. Gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof's in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. The NBA's best is here. All right, Adrian, uh, take us inside how this happened. The, uh, the quick three-day courtship, and Doc Rivers is right back as a head coach. Uh, uh, yeah, guys. Mike D'Antoni was... Fairly well down the road is possibly the Sixers' new head coach until Doc Rivers uh, was let go in L.A. on Monday. And very quickly, Elton Brand, the Sixers' GM, uh, got on the phone with Doc Rivers, got him on a plane to Philly. And, you know, after meeting with Brand and then meeting with ownership on Wednesday night, they they moved quickly into uh, working through terms on a deal. They had it done less than 24 hours later. And, and now Doc Rivers, I'm told, on a five-year contract to take over in Philadelphia. And they were, uh, you know, they were very taken by their meeting and their time with Doc, not, nor the owners, nor Elton Brand really uh, had a relationship with him. Uh, but they, they absolutely believe he's the right guy to uh, try to take them forward here and, and, and get them out of the first round uh, in the Eastern Conference uh, uh, next season's playoffs. Well, you and I both knew that Doc Rivers was going to be the next head coach of the 76ers. We talked about it the other day. What now? What moves do the 76ers make in order to kind of revamp this roster if they make any? I mean, the amount of people they have to pay between Tobias Harris, Josh Richardson, <clears throat> Joel Embiid, Al Horford, and Ben Simmons, what's next? It's an enormous payroll right now, and, you know, they've got to look at – you listen, what Doc's got to do, and I know everyone's going to focus on Joel Embiid, uh, and Ben Simmons and how they're going to play together and how he might use them. But he's got to really maximize the other big financial investments Philly has made. Uh, players whose uh, contracts tell you are going to be there. Uh, Tobias Harris, Al Horford, and especially Tobias Harris is an interesting one because he had his best NBA season with Doc Rivers uh, a year ago in L.A. Uh, right before he was traded uh, to Philly before that February trade deadline. Uh, he was a player of the month in the Western Conference. That's hard to do with all the great players out there. And so I think that was a big part of the conversation between Doc and Elton Brand and Philly about uh, getting more out of Tobias Harris, putting him in situations uh, where he can excel. And, and those are all going to be uh, the pieces to the puzzle for a Philly team that uh, roster-wise and with the contracts they have, they haven't left themselves a lot of flexibility uh, to, to, to do much more in a significant way outside of a, if they decided to move on from a Joel Embiid or a Ben Simmons, which that is not their plan now. They want to continue to try to build around those two, and bringing in Doc Rivers gives them a chance to get a fresh look at uh, how they can best play together. Woes now that Doc Rivers is inked in Philly. The Clippers' seat is still vacant. Ty Lue is still out there. What are we hearing with the Clippers and Ty Lue as well as Mike D'Antoni and the Indiana, Indiana, the Indiana Pacers? Indianapolis Pacers, well, that's a good team. Well, yeah, I mean, Keyshawn, starting with Ty Lue in L.A., he's in a strong position as that search starts, and he is well regarded there by Steve Ballmer and Lawrence Frank and Mike Winger, their front office, the players. He, he earned the players' respect last year. 
uh, on the staff as an assistant. Obviously, he brings uh, a championship coaching pedigree that really nobody else in this search who's going to be a candidate brings. Not only did he win a title and go to the finals multiple times in Cleveland, Ty Lue understands what it's like to be under the microscope, to sit at the podium, uh, to have um, you know the, a high-pressure head coaching job because he coached LeBron James. and uh, So he is, at the outside of this search, uh, the most prominent part of it. But Steve Ballmer has wanted to do a search. He hasn't been able to do that since he took over the Clippers. So they're going to talk to other candidates. Uh, but Ty Lue, going into this, uh, has a great chance, a great opportunity to come away as the coach. As for Mike D'Antoni, uh, you know, Indiana has started their search. It remains to be seen whether um, they want to include D'Antoni in it. Um, and for Mike D'Antoni, he, his route to becoming a head coach in a league again, which I think he will be, uh, is, is perhaps sitting out a year. I don't know that any of the other uh, openings there are a fit right now uh, for Mike D'Antoni. Woj, if you're Joe Sy, the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, how do you respond or do you say anything to the likes of Kyrie Irving's comments about Steve Nash and that this is going to be a collective coaching style? Yeah, it, it wasn't great. And I, I listen, Joe Sy and the Nets have to decide how they, how they want to address it if they want to. But I heard from others in the league you know, who talked about this is an opportunity now for Steve Nash um, that that he's got to address it, that he should address it within uh, his team with Kyrie Irving, if not for any other reason than the respect of the other players he's going to coach there. Uh, th- this Coaching the Nets is not a collective effort. It wasn't – Steve Nash wasn't hired um, so that that the head coaching position – was this like day of the week, who's in charge? Steve Nash was hired to be the head coach. Uh, and I think, you know, for him, I think it's important probably at some point uh, that he reminds uh, Kyrie Irving, reminds his team of that because uh, I think, as you guys know, um, that's not how it works. It can't work that way. And he's got to be able to, when, when that season starts and training camp starts, Steve Nash has to be able to command the respect of that room, and it starts with having, uh, you know, his star players um, understanding that. Listen, while they're going to have input, and we know that stars in this league carry a great voice, that Steve Nash has to be uh, that figure for the team. It'll be interesting to see how or and or or if they address it with him. No question about it. And speaking of Steve Nash, that is the exact guest that Woj will have on the podcast this week on the Woj Pod, the new. Brooklyn Nets head coach Steve Nash. And after you're done with that, listen to KD's podcast with Kyrie Irving and your weekend will be full, that's for sure. Woj, <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Great to have the NBA's best insider with us, Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Still to come, we are chock full of NFL. Get your gambling questions in, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. But before that, Greeny unloads on his Jets. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.